Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. TMS is brought to you daily by the support of our patrons at patreon.com slash TMS, like Brian Emerson, Thomas Maddock, and Paul St. Germain. Coming up on TMS... Do phones have OSs because I, like, really wanted to know? Full-size Johnson candy. Smart TVs are dumb. Up in the night with the meat. Here's Florida Georgia Line with a song about Colorado called Montana. Har the horror star. Trick or jambalaya. Scott is a conflator. Dressing up as jack shit. Pear pressure. Three book weekend. Not a witch, but still a duck. I curse you, apparently. Test driving Tristan. Digestion speed run with Bobby and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. In the truly modern home or the truly modern car, it's functional design that counts. Smart styling is styling with a purpose, as seen in this new 1948 Futuramic Oldsmobile. Like all demonic entities, the personal pizza must be invited into your home. The Morning Stream. One way or the other, this war ends tonight. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to TMS. It's the morning stream for Monday, October 30th, 2023. We got one more day. It's the big Halloween uh, week. We hope you're all spooky right. and feeling good. It's me and Brian. Hi, Brian. How are you doing? Oh, I'm good. You guys got all your full-size candy bars to give out to the kids? Yeah, we do. And, and as usual, I'm grumpy about it because they're expensive and I don't like I don't like just, you know, these kids ought to earn it somehow. I don't know how, yeah. but they ought yeah. to perform or, you know, sing a song. Exactly. Where's the trick? We never get the tricks anymore. Just just give them the treats and that's yeah. it. Yeah, bugs me a little bit, but it's okay. Kim has uh, always been generous with her candy bars and this is uh, no different. So the plan is tomorrow we're just going to... We're going to be those people. We're going to have something on TV, mm -hmm. uh, the TV closest to the, where the door is. The front door, yeah. Yeah, we got one there in the living room. So we're going to we're going to have something on, and we're going to sit there with the dogs, and then bing bong, and then we're going to go over there and say, oh, you guys look so cute here. Take one of these, and then we'll sit down, and we'll watch TV, rinse and repeat for yeah. until about 9 o'clock. That's the plan. Yep, and and uh, many Boring. points through the night, you'll you'll be handing out candy, and then you'll look, you'll be like, oh, there's a kids, there's more kids that are just going to the next door neighbor's house. They're going to be here in five seconds. Do I even have time to sit down and watch anything? No, might mm -hmm. as well just stand here like a like a fool. Yep, we even had for a very brief moment, we had this idea that we might go somewhere, turn off the lights, 
mm-hmm. no sh- no candy at Scott's house, and we were going to go somewhere like a, I don't know, find a bar that had like, you know, something on TV or uh, we didn't know what. We were just thinking <laughs> of like, we don't even drink. Like, what are we going to do at a bar, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But we get like bar food and chill and hang out and whatever. And it'd just course, be like a different yeah. thing. And then we remembered, oh no, Van's coming over at like six and he's going to want to go around the neighborhood and we're going to be doing all that anyway. So yeah, it's the TV thing. We're doing yeah, it. There, I don't know if there is trivia tomorrow night at our usual Tuesday spot, but uh, for for a hot second, I was like, Tina, what about, you know, let's just turn off the lights and uh, go go do trivia. We'll just go up and play trivia because I'm guessing that, you know, it'll be fewer teams anyway. And uh but uh, no, she was. She wants to give out candy. She wants to see costumes. She wants to see how many Barbies, how many Oppenheimers, how mm. many Spider Men, how many you know? Barbenheimers, you know, how many Barbenheimers. Yeah. Exactly. I bet yeah. you get a couple of them. Uh, do you think they dress up for the? If they're doing trivia, people would go dressed up. You know. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For okay. sure. Make a thing out of it. Because I would. You know, I would be. I'd probably. I'd, I'd probably be wearing what I'm wearing right now, which is my. Um, my Peter Quill uh, sweatshirt. Oh, I like it. My gear, whatever the the gear, um, that weird space band T-shirt that he wears, yeah. and the the jacket that goes with it. It's but, my favorite, uh, my favorite kind of shirt you're wearing right now. I wear a lot of those, lots of those. That's my main clothing choice for the whole winter. Are shirts like that, long sleeve, usually gray, gotcha. bunch yeah. of shit written on them. <laughs> That's what I do. Cool. Yeah, cool. this is uh, one my of my life. rare non Henleys. My non Henleys. Oh yeah, no it's button just, down front. Which just... is my Eagles uh, cover band, <laughs> the non Henleys. <laughs> well, he left for a while, right? And they kept going, so that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> He's back with them, but yeah, the non Henleys. I thought he died, died, or the other one died. It's the other one, the other one died. Glenn Fry. Glenn Fry. Oh. Yeah, but his son is now playing with the band, or oh, or was on this final tour. That's kind of like uh... he's a small fry. Wolf Wolfgang Van Halen or whatever plays exactly or, yeah. yeah. Who, are they even? I don't even know if Van Halen tours now because with Eddie gone, what do you do? How do you do that? You know? Yeah. I don't do you know. even have a yeah. band without Eddie Van Halen in it? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, I don't know. I understand swapping around your bass. Uh, your singer comes and goes. I get it. But Eddie? No, you can't be doing yeah. that. I know. I know. I mean, do they? Can they tour? Do they even tour? I, I mean, don't I know. guess it was 2020, right? So they've. Have to have toured since then. Oh, he I guess they just tour with uh, with Wolfgang doing the the Yeti parts. Oh, that's right. Well, I thought he was doing bass, but maybe maybe is he, he do, doing bass? Maybe. maybe he can do both. I thought he took over for Michael Anthony, and then Michael Anthony went to go live in a boat full of beer or whatever he does. I don't know. <laughs> I just remember hearing he was kind of trouble for the band because he was always really really drunk constantly. Like worse than the brothers, worse than any of them, and that was the big falling out. I don't know if that's really true. okay. I don't know if that's true. All I know he was he was he was the funnest part of their fifty one fifty tour that I saw in high school when they were up on stage. Easily the most fun dude to watch was Michael Anthony. For really, reason. yeah, interesting. Okay. That dude was into it. He had that Jack Daniels guitar that looked like a bottle. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He's up there going. Just he would get up on speakers and jump off real big and all this everyone else seemed kind of subdued but no that dude he was he was into it anyway we've gone places with this little discussion we're now going to turn a corner and uh i'm going to tell you a a weird thing for me so usually if i if i read books and i do when i read them i usually read maybe two or three a year Mm -hmm. nothing crazy kind of take my time you know Mm -hmm. plop down on the couch a little bit here and there and read a book 
I found for whatever reason that this Halloween season drove me to read like a maniac. And I read like crazy. I have now read three books over the weekend, Brian. Wow. Okay. (laughs) I had a bunch of downtime and I thought I'm going to read for all this downtime. Now, admittedly, these were relatively smaller books. They're not huge. Um, these aren't Stephen like, uh, King, like golden books, right? <laughs> With pictures and everything, I had to make Dr. sure. Doctor Seuss pictures. or something, yeah. <laughs> so these were all these were all horror novels, and one of them in particular, or a couple of them in particular, written by a guy named uh, David. Shit, he's a Scottish author, and I already forgot it. Dang it, I can't. I was going to give everyone this recommendation. Hold on, David. Oh, okay. Well, I know the book. Maggie's Grave is one of the books I read. Ooh, okay. Sounds cool. And, Sounds uh, sinister. It is very sinister. Uh, let's see if I can find... There it is. David I, Sodergren is his name. He's a Scottish author. And uh, I loved this book, and I just freaking devoured it. That's uh, cool. Read it so fast. So for those who are like, well, what is it, Scott? It's it's actually kind of the opposite of what I would think I would normally like. Like movies about a, um, you know, a curse or something, they don't really do it for me. Like cursed movies are just kind of eh, whatever. I'm just not yeah. into it. But this thing is the whole book is is basically about a curse, and it's actually based on a real thing or a real um, uh, what's the word uh, legend. legend? Yeah, there you go. Like 300 years ago, this lady named Maggie Wall was uh, uh, killed for being a witch. They all thought she was a witch. Turns out she was not a witch, um, but they wanted to kill her and then take her baby, which she was pregnant with at the time. And they figured this would this would save the baby and, and destroy the witch, and and in the throws uh, in the prologue, it's all that story, just a short short version of what happened to her. And in that thing, and this isn't a spoiler or anything, but in that thing, she basically at the end of it all, she's like, "Well, fine, I'm going to curse you. I'm not a witch, but I'll curse you anyway." Well, it turns out that that's enough to make an actual curse. And oh, this, really? Yeah. Okay, just not being a witch, but but saying you're going to curse saying somebody you're going to curse somebody curse exactly. Okay. <laughs> so she curses this town, and then it becomes you know cursed, and there's all these reasons it's cursed. Then you jump to 2019, so this is 300 years ago, and then they jump to 2019, and then they tell our story, and that's all I'll say about it. It's on Kindle Unlimited, so it's it's free if you have their little cheap. Uh, uh, it's like five bucks a month, whatever it is. It's really a good deal, actually. So I've been getting a lot of these books from that. I would highly recommend it. If you're a horror novel fan, look for Maggie's Grave, David Sodergren. I'm reading his other book right now, too, called Tar. Not done with it yet. Or not it's Tar. Not, that's not, uh, I was going to say, but it's not based on the Kate Blanchett movie. No. Is it Tar? <laughs> Hold on. I'm tell, I'm doing it wrong. He's got the, oh, the Har. Sorry. H-A-R. H-A-A-R. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's his latest book. Anyway, I was uh-huh. just really impressed. And this guy's... You know, just started writing in 2018, but so far his stuff is rad, and uh, I, I would I would recommend it. Especially, I like that it was set in uh, in Scotland. It just had a different vibe to it. Than, mm, I like that too. Yeah. yeah, European horror for whatever reason, whether it's gothic horror or um, uh, Scandinavian horror, whatever. Mm. Like European, there's something a little extra, little extra about uh, European locales yeah for your heart and now it's now it's got me wanting to binge all his stuff and when i'm done with that i gotta i'm in the middle of reading one about i'm not even sure what it's about yet it's really intriguing Mm. though there's something going on (laughs) in this horror book i'm reading but the story is not clear yet but clearly we had the the wrong homework with wendy you you should have gotten the books (laughs) and i should have gotten the cooking because i made this awesome chorizo and uh squash 
a baked thing uh, with tomatoes and onions and that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. I, so, I, I mean, want some clearly, of that. Clearly, clearly, we had the wrong homework. Yeah. So, Did, could get Wendy on the phone. Let her know we're swapping. Yeah, we're swap. We're, we're wife. We're wife swapping this week. That's what we're doing. <laughs> well, uh, maybe not that. Maybe not that so much. Maybe not. Maybe not that so much. Uh, that's great, though. Congratulations. Was I assume the results were it was fantastic. quality? Yeah. Yes, we devoured the whole thing. Very nice. Um, I still have leftovers of my weird thing. I had some more yesterday. It's good. Oh, the, the thing you made for, uh, yeah, the uh, the soup, right? The yeah, I made stew. so much of it. It'll last me another, i probably get another week and a half of that stuff. If I, if I, <laughs> <laughs> I have a ton of it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. Uh, I mean, it may go bad yeah. before then, but uh, yeah. Did you eat some fish that were that was sitting in the fridge for a week and a half or something and got <laughs> sick the next day? Maybe, maybe I don't know, cap it off at four days. Like. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's true. I do have this thing where, you know, Kim will throw something out and I'll go, what? That was still good. What are you doing? Yeah. And she'll say, honey, it was like 12 days old. <laughs> Ziploc it. Give it to the kids tomorrow. I'm like, did you smell here's it? A, here's a Snickers bar and a Ziploc <laughs> bag full of week old jambalaya. Enjoy, kids. <laughs> Can you imagine being known for the house with a little baggie of soup that you got? A cold soup. <laughs> Oh, you're kind of tempting me. I can't do that to those kids, but you're tempting me. Anyway, uh, books. Books are great, and uh, I can't stop reading right now. I don't know what my deal is. In fact, last night I was like, ah, I should play. A, I, I really should play a video game. I says. I says to myself, mm-hmm. and then I went, nah, maybe you just want to sit here and read. So I read. Well, I yeah. I didn't play any video games uh, or any any you know I didn't play Spider Man or Mario this weekend. It was. Out uh, lifting and oh, we got the to, car. Uh, you get the car back. Is that uh, uh... yeah? Well, I mean, we've got so Tina and I have our two cars, and so we've just been alternating, letting Tristan borrow one of our cars while, um, while he's uh, looking around for a new car. But his his they did. I think they did mention this. It was deemed totaled. Yeah. So uh, he's currently shopping uh, for something new. He's got some. He's got his feelers out. He's been test driving stuff. And hoping that um, the next couple days he's going to pick something. If you're going for something new, something used, something Something blue. used with um, with low miles. and uh, Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, his like his dad, uh, lack of car play is a deal breaker. Oh. <laughs> I would say the same damn thing. What? It doesn't connect to car play? Sorry. Not interested. Car play is like, pretty good. Is a, it's pretty it good. Is. It's, it's uh, the ones that listen, are homegrown. Wanna... They're the worst. When you get like, hey, hey uh, yes. here's here's the Chevy's aftermarket. version. Oh, they're so bad, dude. So yes, bad. yeah. No, I need listen. If I'm going to, if I'm going to forgo having listening to to terrestrial radio, which I'm happy to forgo listening to terrestrial radio, yeah. Uh, and I don't want to spring the money for Sirius or anything like that. I want. I want music on my phone and i want a really easy and pleasant way to control that music and it needs to be carplay yeah so. i agree it's good stuff sorry android people you have a good thing yeah. too your your version of that's fine sure it's fine what yeah. we don't like though is honda's version volkswagen's version all the little after not aftermarket but like their built-in bullshit it's like t like smart oh. tvs are the worst things ever because they really are they all They're have the their disparate os's horrible interfaces Yes. They're made by, oh, I hate them so much. By the way, smart TVs, knock it off. Just be a TV. 
That's all I want out of you. <laughs> exactly. I want a dumb TV. I want a dumb 4K TV. Yeah. At a, at a at a price that's cheaper than a smart t- smart 4K TV. Yeah. And I, and if and if I need to pay as much to get rid of all the smart features, I'll do it because I hate it. That I have more weird issues with the television because it's a quote unquote smart TV yes. than yes. I have any other TV. I'm like, dude, just go to my Xbox. Just go to my PlayStation. Just knock it off trying to make me use your weird freaking built-in Netflix bullshit. I've got it over here. I'm good. <laughs> right. Oh, Claire. Geez, all right. I'm not sure about Claire here. Uh, if your phone has an OS, you need to think about your life. Don't all what? smartphones yes. have an OS? Like they all have whether an it's OS. Android or Pixel or or iOS or anything like that? Isn't that uh like yeah, it's an operating system? They're Claire. operating systems. That's what they are. Yeah. So that cool phone, Claire, that you have that can never get into the Discord right when we're doing audio, that phone has an OS. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's an operating system. <laughs> That's how that works. Well, my car the car play is not like like car software. It's it's your phone connect see it's the OS of your phone connecting to your car and giving you the interface of all of your stuff. Yeah. At a very easy to to access place on the screen as opposed to having to mount your phone and all that stuff. Yeah. Whereas yeah. with the, you know, the Honda one we had, and I love the Honda. The car's great. No pro I don't have any complaints about the Honda. But I hated their built-in thing. Yes. It was oh, hard yeah. to use. It was clunk, clunky, kludgy. The Kia, the Kia built-in business is, is shite. It's just so uh, clunky, and yeah. things just aren't in the place that you expect them to be. And you're you you know you're using the, GPS, the built-in GPS, and it's like, oh, I accidentally clicked over here to move the map, and now it rerouted me to that location instead of the yeah. where I was going. Yeah, oh, it's, it's bad. Just horrible. So a better yep. integration is good. The Android one is good. Yep. That's a decent integration. Yep. The iPhone one is a decent integration. Those Absolutely. are going to be closer to what you would want. So do that. Mm-hmm. And yes, you heard it here first. Phones have operating systems on them. <laughs> I know. That I don't know what crazy. Irish phones have, but at least our phones here have. Uh, here in the OS. Highlands of Ireland, we don't have OSs on our phone. We just have a piece of bacon and a bit of cheese. <laughs> I don't know what they do over there. Uh, look at this here. I got. I think we have an answer to the uh, carbonated fruit thing. I honestly think this okay. might be it. Uh, I could be wrong, but Except we got. It was carbonated meat, but please continue. Oh shit! It was meat, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have we have an answer to the question of carbonated fruit that was never asked, but uh, mm, the, the meat, uh, carbonated meat conundrum is no, still going. This on. is a really good point. Now, now it makes me wonder if it was ever meat, because this. <laughs> Because this sounds right to me, but I know. Oh, now, now I'm even further confused. But anyway, we got a we got a message from Goose Goose. Yes. All right, he sent this yesterday. He says, "If you and the family ever find your way up to Logan, that's just I don't know an hour and a half north of us, you should stop over at Zollinger's Farm Farm slash Orchard and pick yourself up a Zapple. They are carbonated infused apples, and they're incredibly good. I've had these before, and I might have conflated these with." The meat thing, although I'm, meat. Sh- I'm still sure the meat thing happened. I'm still, I, I say, I, I even want to say the words, oh, it must have been fruit and not meat. But when I say it, my brain says, no, that would be a lie. You've had the meat. I don't know why I'm so sure I've had the meat, but I just feel like I have. But this is okay. the same kind of concept. They infuse apples with carbonation. I don't know how. Uh, they plug something into it and shut, you know, squeeze it in, inject it. I, I don't know how they do it. But um, I have had one of these before. They are really good. 
Um, they're very odd though. It's like having a, it's like drinking an apple an apple drink that is carbonated Fizzy cider. Yeah, um, it's weird. Interesting, because uh, all right, so I'm looking I'm looking it up. There's there's a, quite a few YouTube videos about doing this making a zapple. Um, the genetically modified sparkling apple has juice like a fizzy drink. Yeah, um, and it's. Uh, crossbreeding two different apple varieties, the resi and the pirouette, and took a number of years to perfect. Um, here we go. An apple is an apple, but not in this case. Our new breeding paradise sparkling is different. So different, just as the name describes, sparkling explodes in your mouth. When the large cells release their juice, it feels as if CO2 is brought into play. Um... To stay with the analogy, Parkless Sparkling is the first apple that is not still but sparkling. But apparently if you get the juice from one of these, it's not fizzy. It's oh, just it's just, still. It's just apple juice. Yeah. Probably really sweet, though, if I had to guess. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? I'd be curious. Yeah, you'll have to go up and get one. I'll uh, have to get one. Know. It's been a while since I've had this. And I don't remember them being called Zapples, but there is something yeah. about this that's familiar. Uh, thank you, Goose Goose. But I'm also it's also worse now because I still think the meat thing is a thing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to get get my head around it. It's so weird to me. Somebody out there, come on now. We have enough reach where somebody knows definitively if I'm up in the night with the meat or if there is a possibility of carbonated meat somewhere. I don't know how you would do. I mean, yeah, I don't know how you would do <laughs> carbonated meat because technically the this, the apples aren't even really carbonated. They just have the the cells make it give you the feeling of. Uh, of uh, carbonation in your mouth. That's right. So the only way to do it with the meat is either another genetic thing, but with meat, that's like crossing animals, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You're you're uh, you're mating uh, an elk with a seven up. Yeah. Basically, is yeah. what you're is what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> or it'd be something weird like, well, a parrot when a parrot and a cow love each other very much, out comes carbonated meat. Like I don't know, I don't know how to do it, but somebody out there knows. So pipe in. Yeah. Help me, okay? Help me. <laughs> help me help you. Um, or you could just admit that it was a brain fart. I mean, it, it could have uh, been a brain it, fart. I will fully I, I fully <laughs> cop to that. But for whatever reason, I have these weird thoughts in my head that I have that it can't be that. And I'm not saying it isn't because I think you're yeah. probably right. Like the logical part of me says it's a brain fart. Yeah. But part of me says, no, Scott, you've yeah, had just this meat. The fact that meat is fibrous as opposed to something that could hold bubbles, but... Yeah, I, okay. I agree. Like, how? Why do I even have the thought? Yeah. Why did that yeah. brain fart even happen? What causes a brain <laughs> fart like that? That's maybe why. Maybe it's so damn specific. That's why I don't know. It about really the brain is. Fart. It's so weird. Yeah, I hate it. Anyway, here's what I love. Let's go from some carbonated meat to a carbonated man. It's Brian Dunaway, all the way from South Carolina. Hi, Brian. Oh, hi, Scott and Brian. Oh, I am hi. feeling rather bubbly today. Are you now? We have a carbonated Brian. Ooh. Wow. All right. Oh, nice. we do. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all fizzing to the top. Nice. It's probably in anticipation of all the candy mm. I'm going to stick into my face tomorrow. Oh, really? Mm. So two for you, one for me kind of a dole out situation? Mm. No. All for me. You get nothing. <laughs> leave me alone. Lights off. All for me. Yeah. That's, that's the right. way. Oh, I love that. I love that. You just sitting in the dark. You just in the dark with a bowl in your lap, you know, watching kids be disappointed. No, I still in the ports so everybody can see me eat the candy. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's different. It's different. Oh, that's great. 
I want to see this. Uh, excellent. <laughs> Perfect in the South, too. Anyway, hey, it's good to have you here. We're going to play a game. It's uh, called The Half-Asses, and Brian uh, Ibbett here is going to explain uh, all the stuff about it, Brian. That's away. right. Welcome to the morning Half-Asses, a trivia game where I'm actually going to be giving the two of you the answers. That's how nice I am. I'll give Scott and Brian a category and six possible answers. Three of those answers are correct, and three of them are like carbonated meat, completely bogus. Depending on how confident they feel with the category, they can provide one, two, or three guesses, but if they get any wrong, they get zero points for that round. Get one right gets you a point, two right gets you three points, and getting all three right gets you five points. Player with the most points after three rounds wins the prize for their contestant. Who who are these contestants, you ask? I hear you ask them, who are these contestants? Like, there you were right there. Uh, Scott, you're going to be playing for Paul in Clearwater, Florida. Yeah. Brian, you're going to be playing for Christopher in Phoenix, Arizona, all the way to Tacoma. Oh, the Phoenix, Arizona. You I lived, lived there once. Yeah, you I lived there for a hot couple of years or yeah. something, didn't you? Literally a yeah, hot lived couple in years. Yeah. <laughs> I lived there in the early 2000s yeah. in Tempe. That's right. It's a lot of fun. All right. Yeah. Cool. Well, there you go. All right. Those are your players. Uh, Prizes we'll talk about at the end of the game. Let's get to your questions. Uh, Scott, are you going to join the uh, the game? That's important, isn't it, to get in there and uh, be a part of it? It's it's Brian one hell of an advantage if you... uh, (laughs) Yeah, if I don't get in, then what's what's even... What are we even doing here? All right. So I'm, (laughs) I'm logging in. It's taking a while. I don't know why. Okay, there it is. Now I'm going to hit play. Oh, no. Oh, that's right. Dumbo Blame e. the service. I'm, I'm sure Scott's seen it, but the friggin' Fargo trailer for the next season with Keely is fantastic. Oh, hell yeah. Holy I watched God. that. I'm so I excited. I cannot wait, dude. Are you kidding? November 15th, I think, or something? It's is soon. It? Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. It's real soon. Oh, my gosh. Waiting too long for that. All right. Uh, we're up. We're okay. good now. All right. Let's get to your first question here. Um, it's scary. Scary monster version of the, the Hephasis. Ooh. Uh, which of these animals have a blue tongue? <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, blue tongue. Animals with a blue tongue. Your choices are polar bear, <laughs> chow chow dog, golden snubbed monkey, northern tree swallow, pygmy blue tongued skink, and a Komodo dragon. Which three of these actually have a blue tongue? All right. So. You put in pygmy blue tongue skink. <laughs> I know, I, I know. I did. Is that... Uh, it feels like a misdirection like uh, somehow. Like I don't a, know why. Like a I know. Herring. A couple of these feel like a misdirection. A blue tongued uh, herring, is mm-hmm. it? Is that what it is? <laughs> Something going on I, there. Um. Oh, man. I really don't know. It feels like a trick. Yeah. I'm going to go with two. I don't know. Okay. All right. Uh, Brian went with one. Of course, the Chow Chow dog absolutely has a blue tongue. Famous oh. for uh, for that. Didn't know that. Yeah. Um, the pygmy blue tongue skink. He actually does have a blue tongue. Damn it's, it. it's in there as a nice. <laughs> as a, there we go. As a real. Oh, it took two mm. dings there. Uh, I almost went with polar bear, but I thought, oh, it's a trick because they're trying to say because it's cold. Because it's cold. Like, their tongues are blue. Yeah, no, polar bears also have a uh, a blue tongue. I did not know that until this, which I think is hilarious. And, I, I just watched an they're entire. They're not white. They have transparent hair. That's true. Correct. And it's mostly yes. kind of yellow and gross. It's like pee looking. It's, it's urine, not, yeah. basically. Yeah, it's, but I, it's uh, <laughs> urine infused uh, fur. I just watched that recommendal I did for the, the Tom Hardy narrated Predators thing, yeah, and there's a yeah. whole section on polar bears and i never noticed one that's why i didn't choose it here because i'm like did i see a blue tongue i don't think i did 
but yeah. they never. Stuck I mean, their only the out. ones that are eating eating uh, those Tootsie Roll pops, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. the, ones that that's the one. That's how that's how they get blue. <laughs> All right, you're uh, the up by one. Golden snubbed monkey uh, has a golden tongue. No, not really. I don't know what color a golden snubbed mon- uh, monkey's uh, tongue is. It's probably just red. Let's get to question number two. Ooh, scary movies. Scary movies. Okay. Uh, which I of hope these they're all exorcists. Which of these movies have an exclamation point at the end of the title? Uh, your choices are Oliver, Moulin Rouge. Oh, I should go Oliver, Moulin Rouge, uh-huh. Airplane, yeah. Tangled. You don't mess with Zohan and bye bye birdie. Wow. These all have three of these have exclamation points at the end. Three of these have exclamation points. Three of them don't. Shit. I should read them in the uh, the fake Scott Fletcher uh, (laughs) voice. I'm going to choose two. You don't mess with the Zohan. (laughs) (laughs) I love that movie. I'm not sure about this one. Never seen Don't Mess with the Zohan. I don't know if it's good or not. Oh, I love it. It's actually pretty fun. It's actually one of the better Adam Sandler uh, movies. It's, it's silly, but it's got a good heart. All right. Like most of his movies. Yeah, sure. Does it have, what's his name? Um, making Copies. That guy, is he in there? Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. I mean, he has to be. It's a it's a legal uh, yeah. <laughs> requirement. Part of, yeah, he's, part of his that's what he's doing. He's, ma- he's making copies right in the movie, too. Oh, right. fantastic. Um, all right. Uh, well, uh, Oliver, absolutely. I Damn think it's it. one of the only yeah, one-word yeah. movie titles with an exclamation point to win an Oscar. Maybe the only one. Um, also, Airplane. Airplane! Yeah. Uh, however, no, you don't mess with the Zohan. And no, Bye Bye Birdie. Damn it! Uh, Moulin, ah, so it is Moulin, Moulin Rouge. Rouge was the third one. Moulin Rouge! I love Dang. that movie. Gosh dang it, Dunaway. What is the two weeks in a row bullshit we're going through right I here? I know. So, Scott, you I'm need... Having a, I'm having a moment. Mm-hmm. I'm having a moment. Uh... Oh, Hobbs Dog Birdie Birdie has a uh exclamation point. That's Birdie. Oh, that bye bye did, Birdie. That's another no, just plain Birdie. Oh, is he saying bye bye Birdie? There's a there's a um God, is it not a Hitchcock film? That's the birds. There is another film called Birdie. <laughs> I'm thinking of like yeah, bye, there's bye the, bye birdie is a sequel to the birds. It's a sequel to the birds, yes. <laughs> According to Bye Bye, uh IMDB has no exclamation point on Bye Bye Birdie. So Birdie. No, no, I know that I know. Oh, well, but, IMDb says. but I'm thinking that the movie Birdie. Yeah, if it's it was Birdie. A, is that the one a couple years ago? Twenty twenty two, yeah. Looks like it, but that has no exclamation point well, no, cage bye bye. Thing. It's like yeah. Birdie. Birdie. Yeah. Birdie. All right. All right. Uh, all right. Let's get your last question. Scott, you uh, you need all three of these in order to win the game. Mm. Uh, Brian, you you know, you can hedge. You can do whatever you want. But let's it's see mine how. To, it's mine to blow. Yep. It's mine exactly. to blow. All right. Question number three. This one came to us from Tanner. Tanner supplied this one. Uh, original names of fast food restaurants. So which of these are the actual original names of these fast food restaurants? Uh, Popeye's, originally called Chicken on the Run. Pendix. Express, originally called China Red Cafe. <laughs> McDonald's, originally called Speedy's. Domino's Pizza, originally called Dominic's. Uh, Sonic, originally called Top Hat. And Subway, originally called One Foot Longer. One Foot Longer. I love, longer. I please tell me what One Foot Longer is what it was. <laughs> I don't want that to be true. I want that to be true, too. Uh, so one much so foot that longer. <laughs> I think I'm going to choose it, actually. Um... Uh, that looks right to me. That just kind of does. Why did that uncheck? Okay, there we go. I'm locking in those three. Okay, Scott locked in. Brian locked in. 
so Tanner sent these to me first without telling me the answers, and I had to give my guess. And <laughs> that's hilarious. He sent yes. you the question, but no answer. That's great. Exactly, because he wanted me to, to guess. And I also thought, oh, Panda Express, China Red Cafe. Totally makes sense. Right. Absolutely. Gotta be no, sense, right? Tanner, Tanner just oh. picked a Chinese restaurant that's up the block from where he lives. Uh, China Shit, Red Cafe nice. is not the original name for, for uh, Panda Express. Top, Top Hat was the original name for Sonic. Dominic's with that weird capitalization, which makes me think it was probably named after the two founders or something, Dominic and Nick or something. Oh, right. Yeah. Pizza. And Popeye's was originally called Chicken on the Run. So I got one. No, I got two. No, I got one. You got one, but you chose two incorrectly. Uh, it doesn't yeah. matter. Really, technically, you got zero. Uh, so congratulations. Damn it. <laughs> I kicked my ass on this thing. I did so yeah, bad. Going out to, uh, to Brian. Congratulations. Uh, because of that, to Christopher in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, you are you are getting a couple Steam games. I'm sorry, a couple Umbudbundul games. <laughs> You're getting Necroworm and Orbital oh. Racer. Oh, the second one. Oh, I, like I Orbital have Racer. Orbital That's Racer. Yeah, one. very good game. I don't know. Yeah, if that we first have that. One is. We played that one before. Yeah, I think we did cool. that on the Boop Show. That first one, though, I don't know. Yep, I don't yep, know. Yep. Uh, I don't know Necroworm, but yeah, Orbital Racer. Uh, and then, uh, don't worry, Paul in Clearwater, Florida, you're going to get a copy of Post Void. Ooh. Uh, also on Humble Ooh, Bundle. You know, who, you know who may have won the uh, the thing is the loser because Post Void is really? rad. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah, that's a cool game. It's it's like a cheap game. Like doesn't I don't think I'm like new. It's like four bucks or something. But oh wow, it is such a fun kick in the pants. I can't even. Exp- I don't even know how to explain that game. It's awesome. I've discovered it's, it recently, like in the last few weeks. It's really good. Very cool. So I'm going to call nice. our loser, our winner, <laughs> Junior. Uh, there you go. That was super fun. Dunaway, how do you feel now that we've uh, gone through this and done this again today? How do you feel? I, I feel pretty good. I'm excited about Halloween to be in tomorrow, sitting on my front porch, eating candy in front of the kids and not giving them any. And I'm also really going to be dressed are, up really as doing it. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Loki for president is what I'm going for oh, this year. Nice. I 3D printed a, uh, you know, the little cheer yes. up space mask thing yeah, yeah. I saw yeah all you the put that in our, in. Uh, in our film sack discussion mm-hmm. that thing looks mm-hmm. amazing are you gonna yeah. shave for this gonna or are you, gonna, are you gonna keep the beard oh no we're going bearded loki we're not we're yeah. not that dedicated to the bearded variant costume. of no. loki for yeah. The yeah 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 and the way I'm that gonna, show goes i'm gonna tighten it up a little bit i'm gonna tighten up a little bit but no i'm not shaving yeah it's a more it's a it's a it's a multiverse so a bearded loki is totally reasonable exactly it's fine that's great uh i'm dressing up as jack shit Uh, that's my favorite character (laughs) oh i like jack shit he's not familiar with that character Uh, (laughs) i just don't i don't have any time to do anything now it's not a nicholas cage film i've uh (laughs) jack shit (laughs) it might be uh well anyway i hope you have a good time and uh we'll talk later this week uh wednesday in the aftermath of it all you can tell us how things went and we'll also look forward to uh, this week's play retro brian dunaway have a great day and kiss our butts thank you no you (laughs) <laughs> he had a little lag today so it was fun to tease him with his lag a little bit yeah poor guy all right you guys it is time for the news uh today's news brought to you by frog pans plays tonight at 3 p.m to 5 p.m mountain time where scott's going to be playing amnesia bunker for satan knows why uh don't worry folks he won't remember it tomorrow catch it live at frogpants.tv <laughs> That's right. Oh, I my apologies. I wrote it as Amnesia Bunker, but it's actually Amnesia the Bunker. I don't know why I left oh, the okay. out of there. But you just chase okay. Carol uh, Carol O'Connor around a room the whole game. That's <laughs> all you know. 
Edith. Edith. Meatball. <laughs> Yelling Your racist meathead. stuff, chasing Your me meathead. down. <laughs> that sounds like a fun game. Yeah. Um, I guess so. So I guess a thanks goes out to Jim Jensen, who months and months ago gave me a copy of Amnesia: The Bunker, and said this would be a good screamathon type thing. And I have this rule: if people buy me a horror game, I'll yeah. play it on stream. I was scared because Amnesia, the first Amnesia game, I played maybe five minutes of, and then had to leave, and then had to like do other stuff to distract me. It was so scary. I have a feeling this is going to be terrible, but we're doing it tonight. <laughs> we're doing it tonight to celebrate the holiday. We're going to play a little Amnesia the Bunker, all right? Fantastic. Yeah, 3 p.m. Mountain. Be it's, there. Going to be, it's going to be a blast, I think. Yeah, Twitch fun, or fun Twitch, Twitch and YouTube, everybody. All the places you can find it at frogpants.tv. All right, <clears throat> here's a story about a restaurant. And uh, boy, are they, they're feeling saucy. A restaurant okay. added $50, uh, quote, unable to parent unquote fee for rowdy kids <laughs> it's on the menu in this place oh wow okay yeah. a georgia restaurant is gaining national attention for charging customers a fee for bad parenting the menu at tacoa riverside restaurant i think that's tacoa did i get that right yeah that's how, that's what i would guess tacoa or tacoa yeah i mean uh Something like this that. would be a good question for uh for natomaton or uh red fraggle because oh, yeah amy might area. know that's true yeah about two hours north of Atlanta, uh, offers a selection of dishes like steak, trout, and American fare. I don't know what the rest of that would be. What, like fries, potatoes? What do we sure. eat here? Yeah. Uh, like uh, pork chops and sure. uh, good old fashioned, uh, you know, uh, cheese food. steak hoagie. <laughs> I mean, these, you're making me hungry, is what you're doing. That's what's happening. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but you look a little closer on that menu, you see a little something else at the bottom of the menu is an adult surcharge for customers unable to parent. That's how it's worded. Followed by three dollar signs. Adult supercharge for adults unable to parent. Dollar sign. Dollar sign. Dollar sign. Says the menu. According to some guests, the exact amount is uh, apparently the at the restaurant's discretion. With some saying they were charged fifty bucks. So it could be more wow. depending on how rowdy you're. You know. Oh, gotcha. So it's it's at the discretion of the restaurant to determine how much how what those uh, dollar signs translate to. Yeah, and this is here's my favorite part. Several Google reviews said they were unhappy with the charge. One of them reads as follows. This is great. If you have children, absolutely avoid this place at all costs. Holy moly, the most disrespectful owner made a huge scene in front of the entire restaurant because our children were, quote, running through the restaurant. They were down by the river. We, they were down yeah. by the river. What? Down by the river. Yet the Riverside Restaurant. Oh, oh got it. Yeah. We were told we need to, quote, go to Burger King and Walmart, unquote, and that we were bad parents. Uh, they have a $50 surcharge for bad children. Another reviewer claims he was charged 50 even though his children were well-behaved. Quote, the owner came out and told me he was adding $50 to my bill because my children's behavior. My kids watched a tablet until the food arrived, ate their food, and my wife took them outside while I paid the bill. That guy's pissed. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, funny. I kind of like uh, restaurants that are cranky, but their food is good. But you really have to make sure your food is amazing. Like that hot dog place in Chicago that's famous yeah. for berating everyone that comes up there. Yeah, the uh, Dick's Last Resort. That's it. Yeah. And the reason people yeah. go, it's like the soup Nazi. You can be yes. abused if the food is worth it. You so, want to you go there because the food's good, but also because you go there because you're getting treated like that. It's like, oh, it's we'll go there for a birthday party and they'll totally rip on the uh 
yeah. the you know the birthday boy whatever so um uh, I should put my glasses back on because it's a very tiny menu. The um, the restaurant, so it's in Blue Ridge, yeah. Georgia, yeah. and um, salmon, ocean scallops, barbecue baby back ribs, filet mignon, ribeye steak, blah blah blah. Um, here's here's uh, the dumb local news thing. Mm. They have a. They're basically scrolling down the menu. I'm guessing on the um, on the website or on a mobile device, mm. so it's a little thin strip. Mm. Mm-hmm. And where the um, where the bottom of the menu would say service fee is covered up by their text that says Blue Ridge Restaurant has an unable to parent fee. <laughs> so, so you know they want to show it on screen, and I'm sure it's right below where it says drinks. But because they've got that dumb banner on the bottom of their news thing, and that nobody nobody looked at it and said, oh, I bet that's going to get covered up. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, they completely uh, missed it. Yep, for it's sure. Really funny. That's though. pretty funny. I, I, they got. Um, there's a little bit more here. I didn't see this before. Users also criticize the other fees on the menu. There is an 18 percent gratuity for separate checks. Sure, so you, that's so, that's not that's not uncommon. It's although, not unheard of, but it's pretty kind of rare. You don't see that. That's pretty high. I, I usually see like uh, Snooze has a, you know, two dollars split plate fee. Uh, fee. I want, to think, I want to say that um, uh, Cheesecake Factory had a similar thing because people, you go there and the portions are so oversized that, yeah, it's worth it to go there and get one entree and split it between two people, even if you are paying the $2 split plate. Yeah. Kim and I did this just the other day, and they were really nice to us at a place we went to, so it wasn't a problem. It was Crack Shack. Yeah. You ever been to Crack Shack? Mm, no, I think that we talked about it, right? That it's not, there's not one. Uh, oh, maybe there's uh, not one there here. Yet. Oh wait, Crack Shack Denver. Maybe we have one now. Oh, they're good. Uh, you should try them. You should try these guys. Oh, it's the chicken place. Mm-hmm. As if there aren't enough chicken places, but this place is yeah. really good, and they were really nice. And we split a big salad because their portions are huge, and they were fine with it. They were like, "Cool, no problem." Uh, let's see, oh, Lehigh, yeah, these... Salt Lake City, Murray. Yep. I think we uh, Riverton, the... Las Vegas, Encinitas, Costa Mesa. So Southern California, Las Vegas, all the rest are in Utah. There you go. <laughs> Maybe they started here. I don't know. Maybe. One's r- yeah. right up the road from us, not very far. But uh, they this other this place we're talking about in Georgia also charges a three dollar fee for sharing plates. So that's similar to what oh. you were saying. So split check and a split plate. Yeah, fee. It seemed wow. like they might be kind of up their own butts a little bit. You know, a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I would like at first I was like, oh, well, just make sure you watch your kids. And now I'm kind of like, yeah. I don't know. This guy's kind of a dick. Yeah. Uh, see, uh, I mean, it's a, um, I don't like the, uh, yeah, I think I'm with somebody said, uh, Merrick in the chat room, the, the, the term unable to parent is a little insulting, you know, a, distraction fee or something like that but there's a restaurant there's a the colorado tap house one of the places that we like to play trivia monday nights matter of fact tonight is colorado tap house trivia night we're not going but um they have a thing on the on the menu that just says um we we enjoy your um we enjoy your children bringing your children we enjoy having them here as when they're respectful of other diners or something like that oh yeah like just, no that's good uh, you can totally say it in a better way than they did for sure yes exactly but they don't say at the end of it and we'll charge you 50 bucks if they yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they keep the fee hidden you don't want to know yeah. how much is it going to cost yeah. you 
I don't know. Look, I I, bo- I I sympathize with restaurant owners though sometimes because yeah. I know people can be such a holes to them, and he's probably and seen totally. some shit in his life. I'm guessing. And he's but- probably you know he's probably had customers who said you know I really like your food and I like the location and it's right on the river and it's really pretty, but but we are our experience was ruined by the table next to us and their kids running around. Uh, you know, running around the restaurant. Yeah. And I, and yeah, it can be, it can, that stuff can be distracting. I guess I have, you know, I feel bad for everybody, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Exactly. Oh, Sean Stratton in the chat room says as a cook, we hate splitting. So splitting plates, I'm sure it's like, it's, this is the way the, the meal is meant to be served. And especially if it's a thing that doesn't normally get split, like, Oh, could you cut our steak in half and then the baked potato and then the vegetables? Oh, do people ask for that? People do I'm that. Sure, they do. Yes. Oh, yeah. There are places where you, where they ask the 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 uh, server to split the plate as opposed to doing it themselves. That's effed. like normally it's like yeah I'll I'll split it just just give us a plate and we'll split it ourselves. Yeah, but, I don't care. In fact, I just yeah. usually like order it and just say oh no I'm just gonna have water and then they bring it out and we just we just start we just go to town. I don't. Even oh need really? You don't plate. even tell them you're going to be splitting it. Yeah, we. If Tina and I do that, we usually say, can you bring, uh, we're going to just get this and can you bring us two plates? And, you know, we make up for it with uh, um, tipping or whatever. Like we, you know, we, we make sure that the, the effort, the effort of just bringing out an empty plate and the money that they're not making from two entrees is, is up for it. And sometimes the restaurant will say, oh, we'll split that for you. Um, where do we, oh, it's, it's a, there's a place where we get their full-size Italian salad and split it between the two of us and then we'll get individual entrees mm. of which we'll eat a little bit and then take the rest home and I can't remember what uh, where it is but they split they split the uh, the salad for us hmm. yeah I don't know I'm trying to think if I've ever done it where I asked anyone to split anything it's just usually yeah like, we've I'm never not and we never ask it's like we just we just tell them oh yeah could you bring an extra bowl we're gonna split it oh the Glen it's the Glen restaurant in North Glen and we say yeah could you bring us an extra bowl we're just gonna split the the salad and each have our own entree and they're like oh we'll split it for you and they end up bringing us like two full bowls of salad sometimes oh my gosh yeah so I still give you more than you ordered or wanted yeah exactly well I'm sure we're going to hear some. We'll get some emails about this from. Yeah, people. I want to get stories from uh, diners who've who've had bad experiences with uh, children. I just had to cut a a loose string off the my sweatshirt. Oh no! Um, it was driving me crazy, Scott. Driving oh, no. me absolutely nuts. Um, but no, I want to hear from people who've uh, um, who've had some experiences either with their own kids causing disturbances. <laughs> And getting in trouble, or vice versa. Yeah, do we have any? We got any small restaurant owner types that listen? I'd like to hear your stories. Yeah, I know you've got stories, so share them. What about uh, what about disrespect, like uh, out of control adults? Yeah, uh, they're worse. If I take if I take crazy neighbors somewhere at a restaurant, am I going to get a fifty dollars surcharge because I'm unable to manage my my neighbors? It reminds me, you put up some pictures of them in the Discord. Yes, and yeah. you are—you look like you're 12 in that shot. How old? Yeah, is that, that was photo? that was 2007. So that was like what 15, 16 years ago. That was uh, Damn. that was when I went out and met with Richard Cheese prior to um, the concert, a year before the concert, just to to go over details with them and get some recommendations for where to have the show and all that stuff. Sure. You know, the time so, he could have mentioned the camera thing, that would have been good if you'd have brought that up then. Yeah. I'm trying to think like 2007, like how they certainly weren't as ubiquitous as, uh, as they are now, but even a year later, they certainly were all over the place. People holding up their, 
their uh, early model iPhones and yeah. <laughs> trios to, <laughs> to record video. Trios, and then I guess yeah. you had, I guess, I don't know, little flip phones still had little tiny cameras in them. Yeah, and he let's just, look. Let's see here. So we've got uh, so he and Jonathan Colton at the same yeah, concert. Yeah. Uh, Richard Cheese puts out a new. Hey, this is going to be our. This could be our last tour ever. Thing every year. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Colton, uh, great gig on NPR. Yeah. Um, still uh, a cruise based <laughs> on his. Uh, you know, uh, cruise around his music. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can see. I can see how that social media thing is uh, is so detrimental. Yeah. <laughs> It's really been a problem for Colton. It's really been a struggle. Yeah, it really has. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah. Ah, Dick Cheese. Where are you now? He's out there. He's doing stuff. Exactly. Yep. Uh, final story, and then we'll take a break. Okay. Uh, stereo speaker battle Blair. What? Stereo speaker battles Blair, Celine Dion tunes, and torment a New Zealand city. Basically, this is what it comes down to. People are yeah. playing Celine Dion at the top of their speaker's capability to piss people off. <laughs> And that it's all happening. It. That would do it for me. Oh, yeah, it would totally do it for me. Oh, so my just, God, it's all coming back to me now, is what people are saying. That's what they did down in, uh, was it Waco, or they were blaring? I don't know what they blared in there. It was like heavy metal or something. Oh, for the, the compound, uh, yeah. for the Koresh yeah. deal? <laughs> and they did it in the Iraq War. I don't know. It's, just, it's a technique, right? I know the Guantanamo Bay, like they, they used uh, uh, heavy metal or death metal or something, speed metal or something to... Uh, yeah. To torture the the uh, that would work on me at two in the morning where that's blaring like that. I can't sleep oh, with that. Believe me, I mean, yeah, Celine Dion, uh, uh, bless the fall. But basically, anything my son listened to in uh, two thousand nine yep. would be enough to, uh, <laughs> to to get me to give up the secrets. Give me, you know, I'll tell you where the where the secret plans are hidden. That's right. He was into that Dutch death metal stuff, but for a while there, yeah. right? Yeah, well, I know about Dutch, but uh, Bless the Fall and uh, um, Mastodon and... Uh, was a lot of... Like, really heavy oh, stuff. I mean, I can't even like, do it. Like, like, Coheed and Cambria was was about the only thing that he was listening to back then that I liked. Mm-hmm. And uh, anything kind of above that... <laughs> it's anything where the drums and the bass are... So synchronized, you can't tell which is which. We're just, yeah, I can't do it. Per, I can't do it. That's not, I can't do that music. I tried a couple times. I like heavy metal. I need some, I need some melody, is what I need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need some and melody, yeah, and some just cohesive like, uh... lyrics and things. I need, <laughs> I need to hear what people say, you know, yeah, yeah. So, give me five finger death punch, give me, you know, disturbed, give me that level. I'm good. Uh, anyway, where are we here? Oh, uh, the, the the music being played. Uh, the Sleep right. Dion in New Zealand. Yep, moving cars and bicycles are what are doing it for residents of Porirua, New Zealand. Porirua. Porirua. Uh, the scenario is not hypothetical. About a year ago, people began gathering for so-called siren battles, a homegrown subculture in which members of the Pacific Islander or Pacifica communities in New Zealand compete to see who can play the music the loudest. Members of the Siren Clubs who organize the battles have described them as expressions of identity and community. Uh, but some residents say the events, which you can run till early morning hours and feature piercing frequencies, should be scaled back because they are far too loud and disruptive. <laughs> disruptive! <laughs> <laughs> now, why it's why they've chosen why Celine, Celine Dion. Dion? Yeah, that, they don't really get into it, why, but... Um, 
that would drive me a little crazy. Um, yeah. I think I feel like you could. I think you know what? Fair complaint. I understand personal uh, or even group expression is an important thing. Mm-hmm. Be who you are. Let it fly. Go. Show your stuff. Let's go. But when it's three o'clock in the morning and everyone's up because of you, mm-hmm. I don't think you should be able to do that. No, I think no. you should have to back that up and not do that anymore. You know? Exactly. Yep. I don't think that's unreasonable. We live in a society, people. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll be joined by our buddy Bobby for some science talk. I also have a little clip I'm going to play for him for funsies. Uh, so that'll be here in a minute. Before we get to that, though, Brian and a song, maybe. I do have a song. And uh, this kind of reminds me, uh, you can now buy... Uh, um, M&M's spaghetti sauce on its own. You don't have to get to uh, go to his restaurant to get mom's spaghetti. You can make it at home with M&M's brand spaghetti sauce. Hey, uh, we heard from uh, Amy from Pale Moon. We've played them on the show before and uh, we love their music and we've got a new track. This is the second track that they've released from their next uncom- upcoming album called Cables, Carpets and Sweaty Hearts. Um, this is sweet. It's a funky, soulful, upbeat indie number with quirky lyrics and I, I really dig it. Here is the song Spaghetti by Pale Moon. Thank you. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's utility as well as beauty in every smart detail. There's the safety of greater visibility. There's automatic shifting to and no clutch pushing thanks to GM Hydromatic Drive. The smart way to go is the automatic way in a futuramic Oldsmobile. I was addicted to cocaine and strippers. And we're back. Who is that uh, again for people? That is uh, Pale Moon and a brand new song called Spaghetti. Oh, Spaghetti. Spaghetti from their upcoming album, Cables, Carpets, and Sweaty Hearts. Nice. We had about, we were supposed to make um, spaghetti the other night and we Mm -hmm. thought we were going to use our own tomatoes, but the cold snap stunted their uh, final ripening. Oh, no. So now they're all, they're still green. So. I didn't know this. Kim brings them in the house and says, well, what you're supposed to do is put them in a bowl with apples. And I went, what? And she goes, yeah, they will ripen faster with a bowl of apples than they will if you just put them on the counter. I didn't hmm. know that. That was news I to didn't me. know that either. That's fascinating. Yeah. Whole, huh. whole new uh, enlightenment there. And even I didn't believe her at first. I went and looked it up. And sure enough, it's a technique. It's something people do. And I don't know wow. what it is. Just the other fruit. I guess just it, it, it's out. a peer pressure. Like, <laughs> hey, we're we're gonna go over here and ripen. You want to come with us? Come on, yeah. Turn, turn red. Yeah, don't be lame. They say, and so they made him come out and do it. Anyway, uh, that was a weird thing I learned. And also, we might take some of them, cut them up, and do fried green tomatoes, and that'll be nice too. Oh, nice. Oh, a little deep fry. Yeah. Uh, do you coat them in like a a batter kind of thing? Oh yeah, dude. Is that the deal? Yeah, nice. probably. So. She's got this new panko thing that's um, you dry. So you get panko, you put it in the air fryer. You dry out the panko, and then you use that panko to, like, uh, not batter, but use it instead of battering something. So you create the mm-hmm. crunchy outside for chicken or whatever with it. And uh, I haven't tried it yet, but apparently it's the bomb. So we're going to try mm. that out. Yum. I'm too busy reading to cook, though. I can't. I can't. <laughs> um, all right. Awesome. Let's see if Bobby's around. I'm sure he is, because he always is. Let's add him to the call. Let's get this going. Let's make some hay out of scientific knowledge. Science! Bob is hungry, and the soup looks good. Oh, look who it is. It's Captain Bobby Frankenberger joining us from South Carolina, because that's all our guests Yay. today, all South Carolinians, joining us as he always does, uh, once a month anyway, to talk about science, not once a month, twice a month, talk about science. I'm so excited about this. Bobby, welcome back to the show. 
Thanks. I'm I'm excited too now. Are you? <laughs> Good. That was the goal. Yeah. I'm trying to get you pumped up Heck here. Yeah. Um, can I play something way, for you? Bef- oh, bef- go ahead. Hold on, before you say anything, because this is apropos to what you were just talking about, mm. it's ethylene. Ripening fruits um, give off a, a gaseous hormone. It's a hormone that plants give off, but when they have fruit, it's it signals ripening, And but it, it takes a gaseous form and it, it just gives it off. So when you put fruits together, and I think some fruits give it off more than others, but it's ethylene. So apples might be one of the fruits that give off a bunch. So if you put other fruits with them yeah it will help them ripen more quickly do you, do you think that was a discovery by some you know somebody in the 14th century is just like oh i don't know why but tomatoes grew faster when they sat next to these here i don't know why he's talking like that but he's sitting yeah. next to <laughs> that's how everybody yeah. talks in the 14th century <laughs> sitting next century. to a uh, ye old uh, tomato or whatever i, don't I know thought you were going to ask if it was somebody named ethel <laughs> <laughs> It was an old uh, Stone Temple Pilot song, Ethylene, I think, is the thing. Yeah. But anyway, Ethylene. so if you put it, uh, somebody either had to just figure that out and, and and then it got passed along as sort of a folk thing, or yeah. some scientist went, hey, guess what? We figured this out, and then people did it. What do you think it was? Where's the chicken? Where's the egg on this? For sure, for this kind of thing, for sure, somebody just noticed it and then tried mm-hmm. to figure out what was happening. Those are my favorites. I like those. It's got to it's gotta be that, right? Like... I ha- I find it really hard to believe that people didn't store fruits together <laughs> for yeah. hundreds of years <laughs> yeah. and right. never noticed right. that some of them. <laughs> sure. Yeah, because right. all it would take is one shelf having just apples or just uh, tomatoes and another shelf having apples and tomatoes right. and then seeing a, the difference. If nothing else, shop owners figured it out. You know, mm-hmm. People with fruit stands figured it out. Yeah, but know? they still blamed it on a, a witch or something because that's how they were. All, the, all the fruit on the edge of the the... The apples and the bananas were right next to each other, and the ones on the edges ripened faster. You know, like something like that. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Well, well, we'll wait for the movie adaptation of that great discovery. But for today, we are going to uh, actually. I'm going to play you a clip first. So yeah, sure. I've had a little back and forth with Bobby lately, where I'll find a cool science clip on some social media thing, uh, usually YouTube and or you know something, and I'll send him a clip and just share it because I think it's stuff he likes. And I keep running into these. And I found one in particular that I really liked. I may have even sent it to you, but I wanted to play it for the show because it just made me think. It made my brain expand. Got me, got me. I don't know, just thinking. So yeah. uh, apropos of nothing and not really tied to your subject today, here is uh, Brian Cox, not the actor, the astrophysicist, <laughs> um, talking about black holes. Check it out. So the old answer of what happens if you jump into a black hole is you go to the end of time. That's this pure Einstein. You get spaghettified on your way to the end of time, which means you get stretched infinitely, actually, into a train of atoms, and then everything goes to the end of time. Now, we think that if you think of yourself as information, let's say you burn a book and collect everything that comes out of the book, all the ashes and all the gas and everything, then in principle, you can reconstruct the book. Information is conserved in all of physics, which means that if you can measure everything perfectly, you can predict what happened in the past and what's going to happen in the future. It's called determinism. If you jumped into a black hole, then we do think that if a super being in the far future could collect every bit of Hawking radiation for trillions and trillions of years and stick it into a giant quantum computer, then they could reconstruct everything that fell in. So actually, in some sense, you come out. So this got me to thinking, Mm. uh, Mm. if I go and like say right now, Let's see. Um, what could I burn here? Okay, here's here's the thing. Uh, our pal 
Builder Ann made this for me years ago. It's like a mask. Okay. Uh-huh. I might even be the mask. I don't know. Does the mask look like this from the mask? <laughs> no, no, it's wooden and uh, the, the mask mask is just a wooden mask, I think. Oh, maybe the comic book looks like that, though. I don't it know. Might. I can't remember where it's this came movie. from. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, he made this rad thing inside. It's very nice. Scott and family, thanks for being rad, uh, Bill. Anyway, this is a long time ago. But because uh, we're not nice now and Bill hates us. Yeah, uh, yeah, just you, exactly. You used to be rad and now it's <laughs> Anyway, so this, if I went outside right now and burned this into nothing but just smoke and ash, the idea, the concept that at a molecular quantum level, everything is basically assemblable information, that that could all be reassembled. Forget about the black hole for a minute. Like, that's just like a place where you said, well, yeah, we just send everything in there that would go into nothing and into oblivion. But but even if you just burn something... And you burn this mask. And let's say in a thousand years, we finally get to a place with, with quantum computing that they could do this. Somebody could go. Scott held a mask back in the year 2023. How do we know? Well, we have this weird audio record of it. We would like to reconstruct that mask and it would be exactly what it was, and including the actual molecular data because none of it's ever truly lost, right? I don't know why this yeah. blew my mind, but it did. It just gave me, it gave me my the mind brain farts. Because- because the act of burning something seems to destroy it. So how well, could that work? Right? So, I mean, there, nothing... It's like a fundamental law of, of nature of physics, right? That 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 energy, which matter is energy, energy is n- neither created nor destroyed. So, like, there, you, you won't destroy it all, technically, if you burn it, because all the energy takes a form... And all those, all that energy is carried by force-carrying particles. And so if you could measure the momentum and the velocity and all those things of all of those particles and all of that energy released, you, you, you theoretically, I guess, could put it back together. I don't know if there's... That's a deterministic perspective, though. Is, there yeah. are some physics perspectives that are non-deterministic. I don't know which ones are most viable and I'm, I'm not that knowledgeable about it but there are some that that look at quantum stuff and say that oh we can't ever know everything because of other quantum effects but but if you if you adopt if you take the deterministic perspective then then yes theoretically there could be a way if you could measure everything it's just is the question the more Useful question, I guess, is: Is that ever going to be possible to be measured? We'll be able, well, yeah, we'll be at able. At the time that you burned it, right. Scott, we would have to be measuring everything that happened. The energy in that, that comes from that burning yeah. process, right? There. You'd have to have, yeah, exactly. So, hence the quantum or the quantification of that of that matter, and you would right. have to be able to. Yeah, you're saying it exactly right. You have to measure it exactly. And do we do we're not even sure there are forces and elements in the greater universe that we just haven't experienced, seen or been able to study yet. So there's like all these questions. Yeah. But I love this idea. Well, that, it is mind-blowing yeah. and it is uh, there is a poetry to it and that's what I like that's what makes a great science communicator and that's why Brian Cox is such a great science communicator because he finds the poetry in all this stuff, right? Right. Um, the real poetry to that is that what that means, if that's true, like forget whether or not we will ever have the technology to make all those measurements. Right. But but let's say that 
that the principle is true. If that's true, that means all the information of everything that has ever existed in our universe is still out there. Mm. Um, and that means even more personally and poetically that everything you and I have ever done, maybe also s- scarily, But everything you and I have have ever done and ever seen and every moment of our lives is the information of all of that Mm -hmm. exists Mm -hmm. in the universe and it will always exist in the universe. Right. So it's kind of yeah. And if for for many people who are um, uh, that who are you know non-religious like myself, uh, that's a comforting thought in a way. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah, no, it is. To me, it's like it. It it's it's um, you know, you can get you can get all caught up in this idea that when your life ends, blackness and you're out of here, done. Yeah, you won't even experience the blackness. You don't know. You're just done. You don't. You cease to exist. Um, the concept that while that may still be true, uh, or some version of it, your data your information, your physicality, all of that is trackable, traceable, potentially reassemblable, or at the very least observable in some distant place or time is really weirdly comforting. Like it's a strange, Mm -hmm. it's a strange thing. It's like, I don't know. I love this concept of, uh, we can, if we're good enough at tracking or at, at reading and quantifying this information now, then we should get better at quantifying how things are going to go, which I guess is the determinism part, right? Right. Like we can predict with, with clarity where, what will happen. And I don't mean like you're going to get married or sure, you're sure. going to have a baby. I don't mean like those sorts of things, but I mean like being able to say, well, what we know about this part of thermal, this or you know, the way an atmosphere works that way or whatever that we know right. at a certain time, this is all, I'm making this up, but Jupiter is going to fall apart exactly this time, 200 million years from now. And these are the reasons why, because we are able to assemble all the math right up to that moment. Mm-hmm. And there may be some things we haven't considered like, well, we forgot about B4289 coming uh, <laughs> from the meteor side and it's going to smack into it and it's going to change everything. I mean, but 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 in theory, that's also part of the quantification. Like you're looking at that right. and going, okay, well, that's we've already added that math in there. Like at the end of the day, it's all math. For whatever reason, that makes my brain just swim. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's really cool. I think it's cool too. Everything everything it has an effect on everything else in the universe, gravitationally, you know, cosmic waves, all this kind of stuff. So yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a good. It time. is very cool. Well, uh, you didn't bring that. You brought something else. Tell us what you brought. What are we doing? Yeah, I, I have. I'm going to take us from from deep, heavy thinking to to maybe an annoy some annoying thoughts. But let's start with something light first, which is uh, to to lighten the mood for a second. Which is that I just read. I don't have a lot of information on this, but I thought it was fun to share with you guys. Mm. I just read last week about a beetle that gets eaten by a frog and survives by running out of the frog's anus. <laughs> really? So wow. <laughs> that uh, that food just went right through me. Basically, is uh, <laughs> right. is, the, is what we're looking at. Dang, dude! <laughs> right. Also, what a what a so. gear shift from what we were just talking about. This is fantastic. Yeah. All right, continue. Yeah. It'll it'll it's a it'll end up in the frog's pants. If, if I <laughs> <laughs> How ironic! Well done. Well played. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, yeah, it's really funny. Apparently, the the beetle just moves really fast through the digestive tract, right? Um, and what it does is when it gets to the end. 
Because a frog, like it has to, the frog has to poop, right? Mm-hmm. To, for you can't just crawl. The sphincter muscles are very strong, um, and the frog doesn't very often. But what the what this beetle does is it like wiggles its hind leg, <laughs> hind legs in the hind gut, ca- stimulating the frog to poop, like causing it to go. <laughs> wow! So it's not just running through the body; it's actually triggering the the frog to kind of help him along. Do, yeah. do frogs not have um, like a crazy twisted? intestine like we do like uh, uh yeah. well because they're smaller i'm guessing it's just a little bit more direct mm. um, sure but that's true but i don't know because we were like what know. 20 we got like 25 uh 20 feet 25 feet of intestines yeah, and, that, and sure. the whole reason for the length uh-huh. is some food gets processed immediately or really quickly yeah and then others takes forever to absorb so you give you more length yeah it takes a long time to absorb all that stuff and the longer your intestines are the more you can absorb and the more you can use so right and that's why people the funny can, thing is as uh, Keiketsumi. Right. Yeah. So the funny thing is the way they tested how the how the beetle gets out is they cuz they suppose they hypothesized that it might be that. So they took some beetles and bound their legs with wax so they couldn't move and then they never got out. <laughs> <laughs> that's awful. Yeah. I feel bad for the frog. You got a freaking spiky leg little bastard in there trying to get down a, out of the back end of things. That's awful. Ugh. Gross. But anyway, that's that isn't what I came. I actually came with an update. You remember a little while ago we talked about uh, the FDA um, having a, an advisory panel that that finally said like, hey, looks like this phenylephrine stuff, this over the counter Sudafed phenylephrine doesn't work you remember oh talking yeah. About that? yeah 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 we talked about it with um, you and then dan later and yeah it seemed like that thing was doomed yeah we were wondering what's going to happen like sure it's doomed the fda can say whatever they're going to do but what is it going to stay on the shelves how long will it stay on the shelves and everything and and i cynically said well pharmacies and businesses they're going to sell it and make money off of it for as long as they can and um and it'll take a little while but it turns out I just read this today. CVS is voluntarily taking phenylephrine products off the shelves. Really? Um, in anticipation of this happening, and they're not waiting for it to happen. Wow. Um, they're doing it ahead of time. So that's good uh, I guess that so. they're doing that. That's the most, that's the most, um, how, how do I put this? That's the first time I've heard CVS uh, brought up in the last six months where they weren't being dicks. <laughs> Was a positive. It's the first positive right. news from CVS. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Been CVS is uh, going through some rough, some rough times right now. Yeah, <laughs> they really are. By the way, the CVS receipt is longer than the uh, large intestine and the small intestine combined. <laughs> That's true. That's because your lower priced <laughs> items absorb first, and then later on, your your foot yeah. massager ha- takes a long time, Brian, to to, to yeah, metastasize. Yeah. I mean, to pass yeah. through the uh, receipt. Yeah. yeah. But you got to get those extra bucks. That's, what, <laughs> that's right. Well, that's yeah. interesting. So when they do that, I mean, obviously there's no mandate to do it. But what if, what if, uh, well, what is the FDA doing? Are they, are they retest? Are they trying to confirm this? Are they in a po- the position of like, well, we think it doesn't work, but we've got to make sure. Like, what's the- it's it's pretty well thought that the FDA is going to remove uh, phenylephrine from the drug monograph so that it won't be it won't be something that they list as something that is that is effective right right um and if that happens then then it's dead in the water uh the drug is and it'll be taken off shelves but but it just takes a while mm. right 
Um, it just takes a while, especially for, you know, bureaucracy in the government. It just takes a long time for all that. They have to, I think I talked about last time how they can't just decide that. Even if everybody at the FDA, even if they go around and take a poll cubicle to cubicle in their offices and everybody's like, yeah, take it off the shelves. They can't just do it no. uh, because they have to uh, open it up to public comment from from um, for the country. Yeah. Uh, the country has to look at it and be able to say and the idea for this is for experts to be able to do it but technically you and i could go on there and make public comment as well <laughs> oh, <laughs> it seems like a mistake that they would we, let we carry a lot less weight though right like we're, <laughs> right. we're you know, basically so. yeah <laughs> we would, get a, a, so. a tenth of a vote compared to uh <laughs> yeah i hope AMA that's the or case. something yeah. yeah yeah i hope that's the case but um but they have to go through a process of public comment and then review those comments and then and then eventually um, it's expected that they'll make that decision. Um, but for anybody, by the way, who who's listening now and, and doesn't know what we're talking about, it, it, it's really simple. They reviewed a bunch of evidence for over-the-counter uh, pseudo Sudafed or, or the drug that's in over-the-counter Sudafed, which is phenylephrine. It's not the it's not the Sudafed you have to talk to your pharmacist to get. That's good. Well, that's, that that's stuff different. works really well. That's got pseudoephedrine in it. And that's really good. It works really well. Yeah. Um, but uh, you have to talk to the pharmacist. You, the Sudafed you get out on the shelf that's not behind the counter has phenylephrine in it. And it's been known since at least around 2007 that that doesn't work. Um, but it's just taken a long time. That's a long time. Finally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's the year the iPhone came out. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Weird. Um, it, it, and it's just it's just a pain. Um, and, and the whole reason is because the drug gets metabolized in the gut mm. uh, before it gets into your small intestines, right? Um, so less than 1% of it even makes it into the small intestines. So Jeez. it just doesn't do anything. Okay. Um, but, uh, and, and they've and been the given, but, is, let me ask you this. Why? Oh, yeah. seven. Why not sooner? Cause they were, my mom was giving me that stuff when I was 12 and had a cold. So, well, it was originally approved and everything back in the sixties and seventies based on a, like a small number of studies that, that were done that were just, that were flawed. And it was, it's, it's highly suspected and maybe even pr- somehow proved that at least one of those studies had straight up fraudulent data in it. Whoa. Um, and uh, it's just the studies were bad. And back then the FDA was horribly underfunded during, it's always been underfunded, but but it was underfunded during a time when they the FDA had a mandate to review a bunch of old drugs because they had just changed their uh, criteria for for things going on the drug monograph and for things being approved. So so because they changed a bunch of criteria, they had to go back and re-review a bunch of old drugs. And it's just there same stuff like this just made it through with poor evidence. Mm. And it was and it wasn't really It wasn't really hurting anybody necessarily, except it just wasn't right, working. Because it wasn't doing much. <laughs> right. Which is um, but but it has the potential to hurt people. And, um, you know what hurts is it, or what hurts is you're, we're supposed to be relying on the FDA as our chief point of yeah. contact when it comes to what's safe and what isn't and when they right. when they are weird about it this is also true of the the opioid stuff like there was some weirdness there um you have to be able to trust that damn institution man so when you erode that yeah. it's mm-hmm. terrible for us it's actually worse for mm-hmm. us doing that than if it was just a mistake like ah we let the suit fit in by accident it was the janitor let him in or you know whatever whatever the thing is <laughs> right <laughs> but we we need them to be on as close to perfect as they can be in that yeah. in that way, right? Yeah, exactly. 
And so it's good that CVS is taking it off the shelf. Consumers were spending $2 billion a year on it. Holy shit. <laughs> so um, that's, that's good that it's coming off the shelf. The frustrating thing for people like me, and I read an article on Ars Technica that mentioned this as well. Um, the, the very frustrating thing about CVS's decision is that they're taking this off the shelf, but they're still doing stuff like selling homeopathy um, next to other actual effective medications. They probably so, put they probably use the shelf space to put even more in there, if I had to guess. Like, what else are they going to yeah, put in it, there? Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me, because that stuff sells just, you know, also, but why, it just frustrates me, because why, if the FDA is telling you that this doesn't work, and we also have evidence from the FDA that says that homeopathy doesn't work, then why are you still selling the homeopathy? Well, part of it is the FDA, you know, the, the, the law is that they can't put on the label, they have to put on the label that none of this, none of these claims have been approved by the FDA, right? That's on every one of those bottles. Sort so, of, yeah. They should sort be. of if they if they're not they're I think they're in violation of the law, right? I think they have to do that. Not necessarily. It has to do with there's there's so <laughs> back in the nineties there was this uh, dietary supplement and health education act. It was back in nineteen ninety four. It's called Deshay, and um, it was uh, lobbied for by a bunch of uh by a bunch of alternative medicine proponents and also and and primarily i think it was proposed and and drafted by a homeopath Mm. um but in this law that did a lot of things but one of the things it did is it added the language into the law that's that uh said that um if you don't make medical claims on your product then and I, I'm paraphrasing here because I I don't have it right in front of me. But the idea is, if you don't make any medical claims, then you don't have to. Then you're fine. Oh, um, I see. Okay. And so they can say things like like you can't say this will, you know, cure your cancer. Right. You can't say that. Right. That's a medical claim. But mm-hmm. you can say things like immune boosting. <laughs> yeah. Um because that's like a vague non-medical claim, right? Or like my favorite is uh not a cis, what's the word? It uh when something AIDS and uh What'd you say? What was the word? AIDS. AIDS. Yeah, and, AIDS is good. Yeah. There's another one yeah. though. It's like this product uh, promotes promotes that's it. Promotes, I hate that so bad. Promotes good health, yeah. As right. soon as I see promo- helps promote it's like saying that, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, Cap'n Crunch is part of a complete breakfast when you realize that everything in that, on that commercial is eggs, bacon, uh, you know, juice, like 400 <laughs> other things. And then somehow they're eating a big bowl of, you know, it's all bullshit. And I hate it. Yeah, promotes. Yeah. Come on, man. Promotes. Promotes. Yeah. It's, it's just very frustrating. Homeopathy, for those who don't know, is witchcraft. That's really what it is. Um, <laughs> It, uh, it doesn't work. If you see a product on the shelf that says that it's homeopathic, just don't pick it up. It doesn't work. Um, and I've, I've, there aren't a lot of things in the world of science that I feel super comfortable just saying that about. Homeopathy is one of the things I absolutely feel comfortable saying that about. It's based on uh, just crazy ideas. The two ones being the law of similars or like cures like. The idea that if a substance causes a symptom in a healthy person – then somehow, through magic, it's capable of treating a disease that has that symptom. Yeah, that's um, annoying. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and also the law of infinitesimals, which is that the more you dilute a substance, the more potent it gets. Yeah. Which, again, doesn't make any sense. Um, 
What do you do about that, click- though? Because some of these people, while I think some people have dark intentions and know what they're saying is bullcrap, there are some people that really, really bite. It's like I had a friend once who told me he had a conversation under a um, pecan tree with Jesus. Now, some of you out there may go, oh, well, I've had that. Well, whatever. That's not my point. My point is. I don't think there's any way in hell he had a conversation with anyone under that pecan tree, but he's so sure that he did. It won't ever matter what I say. To me, it's like this. It's like somebody who really buys into, well, this has been promoting my health for years or whatever. How am I supposed to communicate with that person? I can't convince them of anything. Yeah. Don't try to convince them because it it won't work. It's folly, Um, isn't it? It's a waste of time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. And uh, so... So yeah, it's um, it's 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 silly the the way it works. I I um, I just and again it frustrates. There's actually a lawsuit right now. The 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 Center for Inquiry is a is a is a is an organization that tries to. It's like consumer protection organization run by scientific skeptics and everything, and they're in the middle of a a very long lawsuit with. With uh, Walmart and CVS to try to get them to take homeopathy off the shelf, or at least stop selling it next to actual effective medications, so that there's not you know market confusion and stuff like that. Sure. Um, but uh, hopefully, hopefully, but uh, but uh, it, it, they they confuse people when they sell the stuff. That's how they get away with it, is because they put tons of they have whole marketing teams that that make it so that you you know it'll say things like like you know treats whatever uh, you know it, it, maybe they don't say treat because i just said how they do it, but they'll say it's for colds or something like that and then it'll say no you know has zero side effects yeah you know like of course it has zero side effects it's it's, it's a sugar pill it's <laughs> you a know sugar like pill. it doesn't yeah. <laughs> it doesn't do anything <laughs> yeah. um but uh anyway yeah the ones that it's say water homeopathy is water and yes it's 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 that's what they do is they dilute it with water and until it's the substance is no longer in the dilution. Yeah. So it's effective. I've got a mother-in-law who did this whole silver thing for a while. She doesn't listen to the show. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but she was eating, eating or intaking whatever you did with, with silver nitrate, something concentrate, something. Yeah. And, um, she was sure this was the end all be all. And she was telling all of us at every get together, Oh, this is going to change your life. This is going to change your life. We're like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm not taking, I'm not eating that metal. Thank you so much. <laughs> right. If you want to give me your silver in like ring form, maybe sure, I'll take that. Yeah, we'll take it that way. But uh, yeah. take it to the pawn shop, see what I can get for it, whatever. But I'm not eating silver. And then uh, famously around the time, there was that dude on some talk show who was full on blue. He looked like Papa Smurf. And <laughs> oh, no. really? it turns out if you take too much silver, in the in quantities that were more than were you know being recommended even by uh, you know quote unquote pseudo science whatever you would yeah. your skin would change you would you would get this blue hue to yourself wow and I showed her this yeah. picture heavy metal poisoning is a real yeah thing. basically <laughs> that right. and I showed right. it to her and I said you know you're heading toward this she goes what's this I go this guy's been taking silver <laughs> never never heard about silver again at any family get-togethers no more silver mm. all gone all because I showed a picture of this Papa Smurf looking guy. So I, I guess what I'm saying is you did a good thing. I did a good yeah. thing without, and mainly I was just trying to like go around her because I knew that a conversation with her wasn't going to do shit. Right. Sure. 
Yeah. But for me to go, well, look at this. <laughs> How about this guy? You know, and as far as she knew, that what's great about susceptible people is I could have shown her that picture uh, or I could show that picture to a skeptic and they would have gone, why is he blue? That doesn't sound right. Like they would question the blueness of the man, right? Right, right. But she didn't even do that because she buys stuff whole hog no matter what she hears or when she hears it. So <laughs> so it was perfect. I could have given her a fake well, blue guy. Her lack of skepticism actually worked in her favor exactly. this time. Right, got her right. off the stuff. I could yeah. have showed her blue man group on stage staring at the camera <laughs> and said, look at these three men. One and four. Yeah, They've taken so much silver. And she would have believed me and stopped taking silver. So yeah. I got her with her own medicine, sort of, in a weird way. Uh, well, there you go. Uh, to take that, pseudoscience and BS take claims. That. Take that. Uh, Bobby, always fun doing this. What's your uh, what's up? What's on tap for uh, All Around Science this week? Yeah, All Around Science. That's the podcast that we do, me and my co-host, Mora. So um, we do science every week, All Around Science. Um, we just did an episode where I talked about El Nino. <gasps> Um, the Nino. It's an El Nino year. How many times has he escaped prison? Oh, wait, that's El Chapo. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's an El Nino year this winter, and it's going to have it? effects on all of us here in North America. Um, and so I figured, well, people are going to be hearing about that a lot because El, the El Nino yeah. cycle gets worse uh, as climate change um, impacts things more. So I figured this year we're going to hear, people are probably going to hear a lot about that. Let's, let's, uh, talk about what it is. In fact, I didn't even know all about it. I've been hearing about it since I was a kid. You remember yeah. back in the nineties, there was a joke that it was like the thanks Obama of the nineties. Everyone blamed El Nino. Everybody yeah. blamed El Nino. Oh yeah. Everything. Right. Yes. <laughs> I, I think totally it's, remember that. I think that's yeah. what inspired the Chris Farley, uh, SNL bit where he played yep. the Nino, that whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> El yeah. Nino, Spanish for the Nino. <laughs> uh, well, that's interesting. I, I honestly don't understand that much about it either. I just keep yeah. hearing everyone saying this year that, boy, you thought snow last year was a lot. Get ready for this year. because That's what I'm hearing too. Cold, wet, lots of wet, sloppy snow. Yeah, yeah, and it depends on where in North America you live too because that's that's what we down here. But in, in Canada, up in, in Canada, they're going to have very dry, warm Oh, Canada! Well, that's good to hear for them. Well, no, it's not. No, that's bad to hear. <laughs> it's bad to hear, but yeah. it's nice if you're like uh, oblivious. Let's say you're an idiot and you're just up there. <laughs> you're just enjoying. <laughs> you're just enjoying some sweet weather, and you don't know why, right? I so, love how you're amending your statement. Like, <laughs> you're, you're right. It's it's not good, but but it is it's if good you're for dumb. dumb people. It's <laughs> good for dumb people. It's fantastic for idiots, but it's not bad for, you know, it's bad for the rest of us. We're like, oh, the climate, the climate. But up there, you got, you know, Joe Schmo going, hey, what's, how's it going? Hey, it's nice and warm today. He doesn't care. Right. No offense, Canadians. Canadians. <laughs> no offense, but, but no offense, I'm offending except, you. Except for you dumb people who uh, like the warm weather. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, do check it out, though. That is all around science, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, Bobby's all over our community. So join our Discord and hang out and ask Bobby questions. Uh, it might yeah. inspire a future segment. You never know. Bobby, have a fantastic week, man. You too. I'm glad you're feeling That's better, great. by the way. I can hear it in your voice. Yeah, I'm all you over it. I'm so good. much better. Thanks. Yeah. You yeah. must have taken an immune support pill from somewhere. <laughs> yes, I support my immune system weeks. with some sugar pills. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it would work. All right, see you later. Uh, how do I fix that? Oh, there it is. Brian's still there. Okay, good. I'm still here, everybody. Stay didn't, still here. Didn't screw that up yet. Uh, okay, what else we got going? Oh, uh, quick note. We got a call. 
This is about okay. those uh, catalogs that I was talking about. Van got for yeah, like uh, the Amazon toy catalog that. Uh, yeah, yeah. we since then we've gotten a Target one, uh, some oh, other one. Really? Yeah, and he loves them. I'm sure. Yeah. Sits on the couch, yeah. and and we keep doing this fun thing with him. In fact, do I have video of this? I don't know if I do. This is really funny. Uh, is this it? Hold on. Can you hear that? No. Okay, you can't hear that. Um, oh, I don't have the right one anyway. Okay, well, anyway, the deal was he sat down and he would say, and we would go, hey, that's for your sister Phoebe. And he'd go, no, that's for me. And then he'd point to another thing and i go, oh, that's for Phoebe. No, that's for me, Pops. That's for me. Like he's having a <laughs> he's having a moment of like everything should be for me. Right, thing. right. Oh, my God. But anyway, we got a call about it from the perspective of our favorite postal worker. Oh, cool. On Mr. how Postman. stuff work, Mr. Postman. And he has this to yeah. say. Oh, stamping box. It is Mr. Postman. So it's calling in regards to Brian wondering about the Amazon flyer. Um, now, obviously, you guys figured out that it's a good business idea for them because it, it captures little kids. But as a postal worker, I wanted to let you guys know why they're actually there. So the Postal Service has an amazing contract with Amazon uh, to give them incredibly low shipping costs. That's why they can still do two-day shipping um, at a very low price compared to other places. Part of the bundle deal contract that we have with Amazon is that they have to send out so many flyers throughout the course of the year, giving us even more business. So we give them a deal on shipping, and they ship extra stuff with us that maybe they wouldn't have shipped anyway, but it gives us more money. Um, so that is the real, like, behind-the-curtain reason why that happens. And I thought I would call you guys and let you know. Love the show, though. Have a great day. The only part that I'm confused about is how does they how, how does that make more money for them? For is the post, it, postal service, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because if they're, their contract is they're getting paid, they give them a lower rate. I guess it just means increased volume. Increased quantity, right, exactly. Lower okay. rate means more more packages shipped that way. That yes. makes sense, which yeah. would make it worth I'm, it to the Postal Service, I guess. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Postman, ever have to deliver uh, the day the Uline catalogs come out? I made the mistake of buying some boxes from Uline, Uh-oh. and now I can't get them to stop sending me this catalog, which is... It's like uh, like a small yellow pages. <laughs> oh, man. I'm trying to think. What, Uline is like... Uh, Packaging, shipping stuff like, um, uh, like not custom size boxes, but you can say, all right, well, I've got like when I was doing the ANTP things, like okay, I've got this tumbler that's this big, mm-hmm. I've got this other thing that's this big, and it needs to be this big around. Um, and you just go in their catalog and say, oh, there's the exact right size box, so I can just put padding in there and not have any wasted space. And um, uh, ever since I did that, is like, just give me an online catalog. I'm fine. I don't care. I don't want that thing. Yeah. But now I get this big, thick, stupid catalog. <laughs> yeah, TV's Travis says you will never stop getting those Uline catalogs. Same with, same with Red Fraggle. Yeah. You're <laughs> going to get, get them for the rest of, of your life. It's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's the new AARP, dude. You're just never going to not have them. Oh, my God. It's just horrendous. Are yeah. they a store? Oh, God, everybody. I've just found everybody in the dad pool that gets Uline catalogs. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we go on, too. I think Kim just throws it away. But do we? is that a yeah. place I could go? Do they have stores? Or is that they just might. A, I don't know. Okay. I, I don't know where they're... Um, home offices maybe maybe you could go there but uh you have to move says graham ellis yeah yeah it's like just like uh nuke it from space that's yeah. the only way to be sure that's funny 
Well, I guess they know their business. I, I don't know. Those people are crazy. Uh, well, all right. That's great stuff. Thank you, uh, Mr. Postman, for your thoughts. Um, another note. We had somebody asking in the Discord what happens to the playdates after we're done. Mm-hmm. And we keep them. They're up on YouTube. Um, they're not hidden or you know tucked away or patron only or anything like that. Uh, if you go to youtube.com slash Scott Johnson, there's a whole category for uh, TMS and Frog Pants plays. They go in both categories just to make sure people catch them. And we keep all the playdates in there. So this last week when we played the new Jackbox 10, that entire two-hour and ten-minute stream is all there. So... You can get it. Uh, we don't hide those. So I, I, there was some confusion about it. A few other people said, yeah, I didn't know about those either. So if you've missed them and you want to watch those and you weren't able to be there live, uh, we also do them live, I should say that, uh, go check it out. Uh, once a month, you'll get a brand new one. YouTube.com slash Scott Johnson or uh, the quick way is frogpants.tv. That'll take you to the uh, sort of streaming page stuff. Cool. Um, that is going to do it for today's show. Big thanks to everybody who supports us on Patreon. We're about to roll over into November. And when that happens, it's a great time to hop in if you never have before. You can take advantage of all our cool benefits. Go read about them today at patreon.com slash TMS and become a part of the larger family. We want to see that grow this year. All right. 2024 is the year of magical growth. We want to support your immune system and get you in. <laughs> You know, a lot of podcasts do sell a lot of supplements and crap. You notice that? Yeah, do they? Like, uh, I'm sure, Rogan I'm sure does. Rogan's got something. Right? Oh, Rogan's got like five things that they're. I'm you sure. Know, yeah, these are made from my toenails, and it'll, it'll help promote blah, whatever. It's all bullshit. Borderline uh, info wars, basically, is, is Rogan's deal. So maybe we'll make, dude. I had an idea. Yeah, there we go. Let's make a fake. Let's make a fake supplement. Let's mm-hmm. put you and I in the front, all muscled up and going mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. and yep. then. We'll we'll be all straight about it. It was like, yeah, this is just a sugar pill, but but it's, it's Kool Aid in a new package. Yeah, is what it is. Yeah, I'll bet we sell a few. It'd be all right. <laughs> I think we should. I love the idea. Anyway, that'll uh, do it for us. We're gonna get out of here with a little music. Brian brought some. What are we playing? I do. This one's going out to Jack the Knife. So we uh, just getting to the end of the month and um, got still a few October emails requests to get to. Um, so if you have not heard your your October request yet, chances are I'll still get to it because there aren't a lot of November requests yet. So mm. hint, hint, if you've got something you want to hear in, in November, some anniversary, birthday, something, then uh, go over to uh, frogpants.com slash TMS and submit a request. This one's going out to Jack the Knife. Greetings, Scruff and Buff. October 30th is my lovely wife's birthday. We originally dated in high school back in 2003, stayed friends for years, and then eventually got married after a long time with many life experiences. I want to shout her out and surprise her on her spooky birthday, so I'm requesting anything Elton John related since he's one of her favorites, or even anything Halloween-y since she's basically a Halloween baby. Missed it by a couple hours. Signed, Jack the Knife. Nice. Very nice. Are you gonna? Are you gonna? Give oh yeah, little... let's give her some uh, birthday. Yeah. Let's do. Yeah. Let's do this one. Happy birthday! I'll do. <laughs> I'll do her when it's a lady. Let's party. No, that's a lady too. Uh, whatever. We'll just do what we want to do, and then I'll play this. Diarrhea. I hope you don't get diarrhea. Perfect. All right. Perfect. Uh, this is a cover. This is uh, from the album Something Like Human from the band Fuel. I'm amazed we haven't played this on TMS before, but we're playing it now. Here's their cover of Elton John's Daniel. See you guys tomorrow.
Daniel's traveling tonight on a plane I can see the red tail lights And it was Maggie Oh, and I can see Daniel waving goodbye God looks like Daniel must be the clouds in my eyes This has been as pretty well, I've never been And Daniel says it's the best place that he's ever seen No end should know he's been there enough Lord, I miss Daniel Oh, I miss him so much No, Daniel, my brother You are older than me Do you still feel the pain? Now the scars that won't heal your eyes have lied But you see more than I Daniel, you're a star In the face of the sky
Get more at frogpants.com. Always bet on black. Always. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Acast anbefaler. Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider træt af alle de der podcast og forklarer meget nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lyt til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og spas med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmangel.